Aloha to all my listeners out there. This is Maka Picker once again with the podcast called The Makia Movement. For those of you who do not know, I am of Native Hawaiian descent and Makia in the Hawaiian language means to aim for, to strive, or to model after. And so the reason why I named this podcast The Makia Movement is because it's a podcast to help people get better every day. I'll be sharing insight from the books that I am reading, from the experiences that I am having, and just from some parables that I've heard throughout my time. So yesterday I asked the question, what does it mean to have a heart at war? And I've pondered that question a lot. And I've, I've come up with a few readings of my own or a few answers of my own. A heart at war to me, based off of the understanding I'm getting from this book, The Anatomy of Peace, means a heart that is unwilling to see a situation or an issue from another perspective. You're looking at how the situation is hurting you and affecting you. And you're not viewing others around you as humans, but as obstacles to your happiness. And so in the book, the two counselors are speaking to parents of children who who are going through hard times. And their relationships between the parents and the kids are definitely strained. And so he talks about the four steps to getting out of the getting out of a heart that is at war. And I kind of wanted to briefly go over these four steps. And he calls this recovering inner clarity and peace. So the first step is to look for signs of the box. And for those who are not familiar with the term the box, in the book, The Anatomy of Peace, they talk about this box. And this box is anything, any way of thinking that puts you into a realm of justification or blame or horribleization of other people and so the first step is to look for signs of the box look for ways that you are fitting into this justification mindset or blaming others for the way things are right now and not looking how you're contributing to what's happening around you so the first step is to look for signs of the box and I thought about that and I think about some of my relationships I have in my workplace and sometimes uh, I feel like my relationships with some of my coworkers are strained because of my lack of competency in some areas and to be honest I may have been in the box towards some people that I work with obviously I will not go into detail but The reason why I found myself in the box is because I felt that this person or these people is not willing to see from my point of view or not willing to look at me for who I am as a person who is really trying to get a hold of what is required of me and all the different nuances of the job. You know, these people have been working at this company for a long time and a lot of these things come second nature to them. So I've, I've been thinking about how I may be in the box in some situations. 
I think I'm in the box because I justify that, oh, they should be nicer to me or they should be friendly to me because I'm still learning. But I hate to admit this, but I'm not doing as much as I can. I may ask questions that are illegitimate or may seem foolish to to my superiors and they may think, quote-unquote, they're stupid questions. So that, that can cause people to be like, angry with me always having to check with them about things that are that seem trivial but I just want to be sure because a lot of the work that I do is it requires a lot of attention to detail and I just don't want to mess up so I thought to myself looking for signs look for the signs of the box I have animosity towards some of these people because I think they don't, they're not willing to see from my point of view but in actuality I'm not willing to see from their point of view. And so that's the first step to finding inner clarity. To rid yourself of this heart at war, so to speak. And the second step is find an out-of-the-box place. What they mean by that is to find a place, whether it be figuratively or literally, that allows you to think freely and without justification. It could be out-of-the-box relationships, memories, activities, or even places. So I thought about those, and a very good out-of-the-box place is the relationship I have with my wife. Um, From the time we met and the time we were courting, it's been nothing but positive. We've always had mutual respect for one another, and she is just my rock. And she always supports me and my crazy goals, like starting this podcast. I just said, oh, I want to start a podcast. And she said, okay, go for it. You know, no negativity or no disbelief in my abilities. Although this is very rough. But an out-of-the-box place for me is a relationship with my wife. Another out-of-the-box place for me is one of my favorite beaches back home in Hawaii. It's uh, Malaikahana, which is a very comfortable place. And it brings a lot of clarity to me. When I was struggling with a lot of things in my life, back when I was living on the islands, I would go to Malaikahana and just let the waves calm me down. Have a lot of out-of-the-box memories or places or activities or relationships that I like to do. And I, the second step is to find an out-of-the-box place. So when you're in the box and you're justifying those behaviors and your heart is at war and it's contentious towards others, transport yourself to a place where you're not feeling those feelings. Those feelings at war or those feelings of like, man, I just hate everyone. Then the third step is ponder the situation anew. So look at that situation that's causing you to be in the box from an out-of-the-box perspective. And this is monumental for a lot of people. Because if, you, if you're having tension with a coworker, or tension with a spouse or a loved one or a family member or a friend, and then you go to an out-of-box place, whether it be a mountain that you love to hike or the golf course or, I don't know, the going to fishing or whatever it may be, It allows you to free your mind to look at the perspective anew and see how you are contributing to the problem. And here's a couple of the questions you can ask yourself. What are this person or people's challenges, trials, burdens, or pains? 
and I bring this back to my situation with my coworkers, and I don't really know their trials, challenges, or pains, or much about their personal life. So I don't know if they're bringing that kind of situations to the workplace, and maybe just me being very incompetent in the workplace is kind of exacerbating some of the just kind of problems they may be having behind the scenes. And so I need to be more patient and just an understanding of what of what they mean. Another question we can ask is, how am I, or some group of which I'm a part of, adding to these challenges? And I kind of alluded that to um, becoming more competent myself, not asking foolish questions, doing all that I can before I ask a question that may seem foolish. And I, and I thought about myself, thought to myself, I can do a lot better in that area. Another question we can ask is, in what other ways have I or my group neglected or mistreated this person or group? And I thought about this and I thought to myself, maybe not mistreatment directly, but mistreatment in my thoughts and how I act around this person, my body language. It, it does seem that I'm a little uncomfortable or it may seem that I just seem unengaged around these individuals. And that is true. And that way, and that in some ways can be neglect or mistreatment a few other questions include in what ways am I better than or I deserve or worse than and must be seen as boxes obscuring the truth about others and myself and interfering with potential solutions so if you read more into this book The Anatomy of Peace there's like different types of boxes there's the better than box meaning justification because you think you're superior to someone or the I deserve box meaning it's not fair or the worst than box, meaning I don't deserve X, Y, or Z. And there's also the must be seen as box, like try to see it from my perspective. These are just different ways we're in the box and justifying our behavior. And sometimes being in these boxes obscure the truth about what's really happening. And it can kind of get in the way of finding solutions. And I, I've seen that in a lot of areas of my life. And I've, I've seen that in so much so that like it's kind of embarrassing to admit now that with my siblings growing up or with my parents growing up my justification box has not allowed me to see the situation you know from face value and that has contributed to a lot of uh, heartache in my life and a lot of trials that I faced now that I look back in it not willing to look at the situation from an out of the box perspective and understanding that my boxes that I'm in are obscuring the truth. Another question, the last one says, what am I feeling I should do for this person or group? What could I do to help? This is the key component. The key component is, what strategies or actions can I implement to better the situation? What can I do? Not what can they do? And I think about this as like, what I can, what I can do in my work situation is... To just be more assertive and be more proactive, you know, be more inquisitive, be more engaged, and that can go a long way because if someone is engaged and trying their best and still messing up, someone is less prone to be impatient with them, and that is definitely something I can do. And so that fourth step, so that remember, just to recap, the first step is look for signs of the box. Which ways am I justifying my behavior? Second step, find an out-of-the-box place. Find a place where those justifications are present, where you're free to think, 
free to look at it with a new perspective. And the third one is ponder the situation from this out-of-the-box perspective by asking certain questions. And the fourth step is act upon what I have discovered. Do what I am feeling I should do. So this is the key component, action. This is the one that a lot of people have a hard time with. And the reason why they have a hard time with is because majority of people, no matter how bad they may seem, have good intentions at one point or another. But the ability to act on those intentions make all the difference. I can intend to reach out to my neighbor when they're suffering from uh, an injury in the workplace. But if I don't reach out to them and actually help, then it really means nothing. Like my service was not rendered. So they don't know that I've even was cared about them. Or I can reach out to my wife and say, I'm sorry you're having a bad day. What can I do to help you? Rather than just think about, oh, it would be nice if I offered my service to her. And a lot of these things are things that that we can do. So the key is, once you're having these feelings, after following those three steps, acting in a way you know you should act without hesitation. So that's what I want to leave you with leave you here with today is to act in a way that you know you should act to get to the bottom of these solutions or the bottom of these issues with solutions without hesitation. What is something you can do for your child who may be a bit rebellious? Or what is something you can do for a spouse who may seem unengaged or feel like you haven't paid them attention in years? Or what is something you can do for a coworker who feels like or a boss who may belittle you. What is something you can do that is so small that can like move the relationship in a positive direction? That's what I want to leave you here with today. Find something small to do that can help. As I ponder my own situation, I think about a lot of the actions I can do. And it really comes down to become more competent with my job description and just be more have greater attention to detail and do my best to not ask inappropriate questions that are not the best to ask at the time so this is a Makia movement installment number two uh, just a little thoughts for you today um, my podcast will get better with time these are just some rough drafts I mean you know, I'm just sharing with the world the ideas that I'm having and the insight that I'm learning as we know the relationships that we hold with others whether it be professional personal in our lives or emotional they all have a positive or negative effect on on who we become and they also can affect our physical health as well our relationships and so these four steps I believe when our heart is at war or when we feel mistreated or that actions against us are unjust, that these four things we can do are key. So that that is what I'll leave you with here today, my listeners, if there are any out there, that this podcast will be a force for good. It will be for those who have a makia 
or something to aim for, a model, something to strive for, an ideal to reach. Because that's what my, that's what I believe I am here. I'm here to help others strive for their ideals, to do what they feel in their heart that they could do or should do. And I know I can influence people for good. And that if there's anyone out there listening to me, I hope that you find it in your heart to find that inner clarity and peace and see others for who they are as humans with fears and troubles and so many things that we may not be aware of. Well, it's, it's been great talking with you all. Um, this, is, this is the end of Bakia Movement installment number two. Thank you for your time, and I greatly appreciate if there are any listeners out there. I don't know if there's even one, but you guys will be blessed. I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you for your time, and God bless.